1: Welcome to another VRL USA podcast. This is Alan. I'm joined by Sid. And our main talking point today is the Champions League and the um, draw, which was held um, earlier this week. And we now have the list of fixture order, I guess. So we can Mm -hmm. can talk a little bit about that. So um, Sid, what was your I know we all had uh, teams we wanted to avoid and teams we were hoping to get. How did you figure we came out on that?
2: It's a good question. I think part of it depends on what your goal is. And I think, you know, my view is the reason for qualifying for the Champions League is to advance in the Champions League, not um, make sure we finish third and get back into the Europa League Mm. which I should note this year you know a couple couple things I suppose on the draw front one is of course the way they did the draw this year was a little bit strange um and again maybe an effort to try and prioritize domestic competition but it's a little bit weird to say that you're giving benefits to teams for domestic performance in a European competition. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I mean by that is of course that we were in pot one when, and I was looking at it, we, we would just would have missed out on pot two. I Mm -hmm. think we Mm -hmm. would have been the second team or something in pot three. So, you know, one, one more sort of decent European performance replacing year over year because, as you know, we've qualified consistently for the Europa League, but haven't made a deep run. Um, you know, our, our semifinal runs and things are, are past the timeline of um, mm-hmm. when the coefficient mm-hmm. would roll over now.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: we should be only sort of moving in the upward direction. Obviously, this last year will factor in for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: But the fact that the Europa League winner... Um, plus all of the big five league winners. And so somebody like Lille, who maybe even would have been pot four. Yeah, I think, I think they may have been, been pot, pot three. Four. But yeah. low, yeah. I mean, far down there. And a couple of the others as well. Um, you know, Inter. Because both Milan teams have been so awful, and that's why you know AC Milan is a pot four team these days, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of boggles the mind to anybody who's followed <laughs> international soccer for, for the, some number of years. Um, but yeah, so so it gave some weird results. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to say about being third is. It's no longer directly dropped into the knockouts. There's a playoff now Mm -hmm. um, because it's only four teams that will drop down, essentially. Uh So you're not even guaranteed... To continue continue in Europe, in in that sense, uh, if you finish third. That's also a difference. Yeah. Third place teams in some of these groups are going to be pretty decent. Pretty decent,
1: yeah. There
2: there are going to be a couple
1: that aren't so decent, but there are going to be some pretty good ones. Yeah, I think the – I guess looking at our group, I I think the teams that we – I mean, we knew in the – Pot two, which I really think of as being the pot one, still, you know, we knew we were going to get somebody um, uh, who should be better than we are, um, and we were hoping to avoid, I guess, you know, the Chelseas and Liverpools and PSGs and our PS, know, yeah, PSGs, and we and we did that. Um, Manchester United is kind of a known quantity. Um, Although they've certainly um, seem to be,
0: you
1: know, they they may have a different level of overpaid talent. They they may have different overpaid talent than they did when they played us in the Europa League final. But it will still be overpaid and overrated talent, and we feel like we have a chance there. I was disappointed that we got Atalanta because I think they're a team that are they're under um, underrated because they've only gotten good in the last couple of years. So I was not happy mm-hmm. to hit them. Um, and then young boys was kind of mad. It's like, okay, yeah, we should hit. We, we've done pretty well against teams from Switzerland. We should, we sh- should feel pretty good about that. And we didn't end up with some, you know, horrible draw in, in that pot and overall, I'm just glad it wasn't like the last time we were in the champions league and we got
2: right. And, yeah. and honestly, it sort of seemed like it might shape up that way. So when we got out of Atlanta, I was somewhat thinking we'd end up with Wolfsburg.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
2: Or before that, I was thinking we might end up with Leipzig and Milan. So I think you will <coughs> certainly be happy yeah. with the fact you didn't get four, you know, yeah. large league teams. Right. Um, and the travel is not
1: bad either. I mean, I think it's. Travel is it not would, bad. It would have been nice to have gotten a couple of the smaller teams in the, in the draw. I guess everybody was hoping for Sharif or, or, um, couple of the couple of the teams like that. But I'm kind of glad we're not. After last year, when we when we earned all of our frequent flyer miles. Um, Playing European Europa League games in a in a fairly um, what do I want to say a liberally construed definition of Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. It was not, It's it was nice at this time. It's it's pretty controlled. Um,
2: now remember, we did not visit Astana this time. Which was also in Europe, according to yeah, according right. to UEFA at one point. Yeah, so yeah,
1: we missed that. <laughs>
2: we'll take but o- that. Yeah. But it, overall, you know, think it, to it was. I recall for that one, we left a bunch of players behind because I think we had a league game then on Sunday or something, something was, like
1: that. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah,
2: crazy. And then I think we flew back that night or something because we didn't want to lose a day. So yeah, um,
1: yeah, we we avoid any of that stuff, which is nice. I think mm-hmm. the. Um, I think it, it's a group where I feel like we could, you know, if we play well, we we certainly could advance. We could even finish first in the group. We could also finish, you know, we could finish first, second, or third. I think if we finish fourth, it would be a real disaster. But um, but there's not, it's not a group where you look at it and and as in 2011, 12, and go, oh my God, you know, let's just take our money and go home now. Um, I think mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. I think we, we dodged um, a bullet there.
2: Uh, that said, and, and, ra- and we've talked about, I think also that part of our Europa League success last year was doing the same.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, so so these things do matter. They do uh, matter. Again, we could we could certainly have gotten put in a worse group. I, I think again we have two pretty decent teams, so yeah, yep, it's yeah. Uh, yep. It's not not a joke, and of um, course, I mean the, it is the Champions League. It's not supposed to be easy. <laughs> correct.
1: Yeah. Correct. I yeah. think that's certainly right. Although um, although Sevilla seemed to have gotten the they got the plum
2: draw, I thought. I think so. Getting the worse uh, Red Bull of of the two, I suppose, and yeah. a, and a weekend Leal. Um, so so yeah but, yeah. But again, on, on some level, also Sevilla, I feel like we're going to get through whatever group they were in. So maybe mm-hmm. not win the group, which they may be able to do here and and, right. Um, right. and be in that situation. Now, again, though, if you know Real Madrid wins their group, if Atletico manages to win their group, It also becomes at some point finishing first means you do get stuck with a better team (laughs) in in the other pot. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. So we'll have to see. Also, Mm -hmm. sort of depends on you know if we finish second. um, You know, having a bunch of other Spanish teams finish first isn't necessarily a great thing because it probably means that you know we get one of the real heavyweights. Were we to make it through? Yeah, that's true. We'll we'll see. One other thing, though, I did notice that is interesting is they also changed the fixture order slightly. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. So it always was that there was a team you played back-to-back. Well, we are now. And we are playing young boys back-to-back. What changed was it's now fully symmetrical. Uh It used to be the match one was the match five opponent.
0: Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm.
2: it is match one is match six. And so that means away to Atalanta, likely match day six, there is you know, going could, through on the line.
1: That could that could control our fate, you would think. Yeah. Yep.
2: yep. Yeah. And so that, a, you know, I would if you're sort of putting it as advantage, disadvantage, maybe I would rather slightly have that last game at home. Mm-hmm. Um but again, it was it is unusual because it didn't used to be the case that that first opponent was also your last opponent. Your last opponent. Um, mm-hmm. So, so you know, also will be that we won't have faced that opponent for you know nearly three months by the return leg, mm-hmm. and you know certainly a lot will have changed from early season form to when we see them at the end. Right. Um, right. But I think it certainly sets up that yeah, that last game will be. Pretty, pretty decisive. Yeah, uh, again, yeah. even even if somehow we have made it through, one would think that that means, you know, seeding or something is still to play for.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a... And, of course, we... Our first match is at home against Atalanta, where we... And we, um, you know, we haven't exactly... We haven't exactly hit the ground running so far. So I'm not sure playing Atalanta um, first is what I would like. on the other hand, um I don't know. I mean I guess you can you can argue any uh, you can see different things in the order. i think i I think I'd rather face the the number four team and the the pop four team a little later because frankly, if you beat those if you beat them twice you've got 6 points and then you're trying to pick up another point or two elsewhere. So in that sense mm-hmm. it's not too I bad. I think
2: that does set up well. That, that does set we up well back, as long to back as long against we Charlie Joyce and kind of I feel like after four rounds we will have a pretty good idea of okay, this is what we still need to get done.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's um but
1: you're right that the um Two things about the Europa League if, in terms of finishing third and, and dropping into it. I mean, one of them is, as you said, it's not automatic anymore that you, um, mm-hmm. that you do it. And if you look at the, I mean, you're going to have one of Red Bull, Leipzig, PSG, and Manchester City in that third position. You're going to yep, have Group one.
2: B third place team will be decent too. Yeah, Group um, B.
1: Yeah, Atleti, Liverpool, Porto, and Milan. Those those are all pretty good. Um, and
2: Group B is probably Benfica. So yeah, it's it's going to be yeah you know probably comparable with a Champions League playoff type of opponent. Probably
1: so because you could get you're right you could get Benfica in Group E, Shakhtar in Group D, um, probably in G you get the other Red Bull or Wolfsburg and group H, you probably get Zenit or probably get Zenit, I would guess. So those two are at least teams we've, you know, we've played Salzburg and Zenate and done pretty well.
2: So, you know, <laughs> but, but it's again, the same you, deal. You it's know, like, you are deal. round you're of 32, of a, round of 16 Europa yeah. League opponents.
1: Yeah, so you're kind of, yeah. it's
2: a playoff before a playoff. It's, basically.
1: Right. And the other thing is, is that the Europa League is actually, I think, less um, from the standpoint of financial. It's less good than it was because they took some of the they 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 simplified the Europa League qualifying and with the new Conference League, but they also gave had to give the Conference League some money. So I I don't actually think the Europa League is quite as as um, as productive as it was, although. It's still when you when you look at it, it's um, you can see the difference between the quality of the competitions. and that Champions League, virtually all these teams are teams that you that you look at and you say, yeah, these guys are, are really really good, and I've heard of them, and and you know they're and they're excellent. The Europa League has the usual mix of teams that finished you know, fifth or sixth in their strong domestic league and teams you haven't heard much about. And then the conference league is, um, is you look at it and you think, well, the teams that are in there from the big, from the big, um, leagues, if they don't advance to the, at least the semifinals or quarterfinals, you know, they should hang their heads in shame because, because most of the teams there just aren't that good. Um, so yeah,
2: I'll have to convince that Tottenham Slovenian opponent is not a club I had heard of before.
1: So yeah, mm. yeah. The other thing about the um, Europa League, though, I guess we should note is they've actually got a Gibraltar team in it, which is
0: mm. actually some
2: decent teams, though, in the conference. I I think the quality of that is a little bit higher than maybe I had expected, but yeah, obviously I had to find a way to get the, you know, an Estonian team an Armenian team, et cetera. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm just like the Europa league
1: overall, I mean, they've got, they've got fewer um, groups now, right. Because of the difference in the, structure um but you know it's it's still
2: Mm -hmm. and i think that's part of it so of it. not being 48 definitely definitely
1: yeah
2: yeah strengthens it a little bit it does
1: um they've got some you You know know, real
2: sociedad's group i mean yeah i i would i would not put them as a favorite to come out
1: yeah they got a they got the they got an unlucky draw there um, with Monaco mm-hmm. and Eindhoven. Yeah, that's not mm-hmm. very good.
2: Um Betis again probably comes through. Um but Yeah, yeah, we know.
1: should. Yeah.
2: So um yeah and But looks to it looks to be that Betis was in was in pot three for, for whatever it's worth, and so was Sociedad. So yeah. Celtic is actually a still a higher higher rated team than Betis. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think um and then you're still not done. If you finish third in your group, then you go to the conference league. It's just never ending. <laughs> <laughs> if you finish, yeah, if you finish third. Um, yeah, oh, I'm yeah, wrong. And, it's and the Gibraltar, it's but right, the Gibraltar team is the in the conference and
2: league. Things. It's interesting that yeah. Sociedad and Betis are in pot three, the only two Spanish teams. Right. So you're starting to see, you know, with the weaker Valencia – um, you know who would have been the only other team that sort of had real numbers at the European coefficient level right you know we are drifting probably a little bit further away mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. from from some of these teams because yeah. I'm reasonably sure I'd have to actually do the math but I'm reasonably sure we would have been you know top top five uh, team in the europa League by yeah. coefficient I would think so um, yeah so definitely sort of Pushing up there and moving away um, from from some of our other sort of domestic, similarly situated teams, which does bring up the question, of course, uh, of you know, are we in a little bit of no man's land as we've often talked about with season expectations and otherwise? Hmm.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Where your top where your top four are kind of getting increasingly locked in, and your some of the teams that were that were um, good in the past are struggling. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wrong, by the way. Actually,
2: interestingly, if I'm not mistaken here, who is ahead of us?
1: Oh, in the coalition. I see
2: Leon is ranked as the top team in, we actually would have been the top seed in the Europa League.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: Because I'm looking at the so, at obviously the, inflated by you know thirty points from this past season, but right. um, even right. then, interesting, interesting to uh, to view. Right, because um, I'm looking at the teams
1: that were seated first in the Europa League, and yeah, we would have we would have been in there. I,
2: I, yeah, the, it looks like actually Lyon and Napoli were ahead of us as of the prior year, which is okay. what I think they used. Use, that's what yeah, I was trying to. Yeah match it up so we would have been third but if they re-ran it as of now we would be ahead of every team in the Europa League
1: right so and then the
2: so interesting to think of when when we're saying sort of what are we expecting for things you have to sort of view that Europa League is you know sort of now expected Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and uh and sites maybe should be set a little bit higher and I think that I,
1: I misspoke by the way that the uh, Gibraltar team is in the conference league, which okay. makes sense. But sure. but then when you look at the conference league, you really see that I mean, okay, Tottenham are in there. Of course, there's no Spanish team in because the quirk is that since since we would have qualified for it, but we but we won the Europa League to qualify for the Champions, they didn't take another Spanish team and replace us with them. They just they just didn't put a Spanish team in so Mm -hmm. um, gave it to somebody else like we sort of
2: took Monaco's spot
1: right so so um the the seeded teams you know you look at it and you think well Tottenham Hotspur and um, Roma are obviously the two teams that are playing in the group stage that you would think would have to be the the favorites to move on and so, really, I think it's, it's those two. Well, they're
2: seated higher than us, for what it's worth. Right. <laughs> so right, 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 right. And so if those two, those, two have, do, League, those two, two have got to do. Europa League. Those two really well, and then,
1: <laughs> yeah, those two have got to do really well in the group stage. But otherwise, once the um, teams from the Europa League drop in, you, you you probably you know you might get somebody decent there like Sociedad. But otherwise, it, it's like it really should be a Roma. Um, Tottenham ought to at least make it to the semis without <laughs> without much trouble, I would think. But who knows? It's it's going to be interesting to see. I'm sure they'll tweak.
2: The well, more. and then of course, how much importance they place on it. Well, because there's as that. You recall, and for example, you know, the Europa League. Both I think the British and Italian teams were particularly the ones who absolutely couldn't care about the Europa League. Um, and, and so I would think the conference is one step further there.
1: Yeah, I think the although I think that changed. You know, I think one of the things it that did. happened with the Europa, the Europa League, League at least, yeah, at and, least and I think change. that yeah.
2: offering the Champions League place was a big part of it. Because yep. for somebody yep. like Tottenham, you're not getting in otherwise.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Or Arsenal now. <laughs> so that brings a question,
1: which is that, you know, let's, Let's talk briefly about our start to the season, which has been underwhelming um, with uh, our has posted two shutouts, which is nice. But um, I'm not sure that we were expecting to be goalless ourselves. Um, I guess the question that that comes up, I mean, people are, are have said that Emory has always prioritized doing well in Europe and in knockout competitions over the league. So I think that's a question for us too, is right now we're obviously going to prioritize the champions league and, and hope to qualify for the out rounds. But, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, um, it's a question of how, how deep, you know, the deeper you get, the more you care about it, obviously, but you still have to keep an eye on your, on your league place. So, It's going to be, there's going to be some juggling there, I think.
2: Yeah. But then, uh, you know, uh, other than that, and I think if we probably had to say, you had to pick sort of a top three most important players. uh, I think it's again, sort of the spinal column. It's probably Gerard, Parejo, and Albiol.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know i get at center back you could argue and really if Foyt can play there we might even have replacements on both sides kind of thing i think we've seen parejo is is somewhat irreplaceable you know and and uh you know, and there's some discussion of sort of well you know moy could do better or you know trigueros in there why can't he step up and sort of do you really build teams around this kind of thing i mean it would be nice to have somebody as a replacement. I just don't know that that's realistic under sort of non-fantasy football kinds of conditions. (laughs) I mean, a player like Parejo, you do build the team around. Yeah. A player like Raquel May, you do build the team around. And sort of, you know, that's also not a player who can play every other game at that level. Like sort of the the regularity of them being on the field is part of what lends to that level. When he has been hurt, he has been ineffective. Mm -hmm. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a connection to that, not just on the fitness side, but also somebody like that who needs to play long passes. They need to just have the ball on them. And you've got to play a bunch of games to do that. So I'm not surprised. I think the biggest thing is we really need to hope he is fit after the international break. hopefully he gets at least some decent amount of time um against Alaves, um mm-hmm. and and you know can go um but I think the, you're getting at a broader question of what what formation are we playing this year yeah. you know where 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 are we going with things and curious to hear your thoughts, I suppose, three three matches in um, on on what what you see given, you know, I, I think the, the one thing this also has proved is Paco um, you know, fitness, confidence of the manager, whatever it is, but he appears to be in a secondary role right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And until sort of He's a legitimate option. It seems like we're somewhat constrained on the uh, formation.
1: Yeah, I think we. Uh, um, let's take a at bre- least how
2: Emery sees.
0: It.
1: Yeah, let's take a brief break, and when I come back, let me gather my formation thoughts, and when we'll come back. We'll talk about that. Okay. So um, I guess apparently Paco had COVID is what, is what Senior Roig said. Did you see that?
2: Did not, but that yeah, makes but that sense. Makes sense. I mean, when, when totally we, had, when we had
1: several positives. I was kind of thinking at the time he might've been one of them. So I think part of his, his issue has been that, um, you know, I really feel like we want to play a four four two um and kind of return to the to the um, kind of classic Virial formation, um, I think that's what Emery would like to do, um, and I think he's got he's got players who can maybe. I think the big biggest issue is Gerrard is really, even though he's an incredible scorer, he's actually more comfortable almost being the second striker that that plays the ball forward to the to the poacher. A lot of the times. And the problem is, is that we only really have Paco as the poacher. Um, And Gerard tends, certainly, I think his one weakness is sometimes he he just, he drops back so deep to get the ball that he, he, if he isn't the one creating danger on goal, um, it's hard to see who is. So I think we want to go with a 4-4-2 with Girard and somebody, whether it's Paco, whether it's, um, whether it's boulay whether it's, whether it's Danjuma, somebody else up top. Um, but I, that's what I think we want to do. I think we want to play not exactly Marcelino counterattacking style, but I think we want to be more direct than we were, um, many times under, under, um, Emory last year I think he wants to be more direct this year in terms of our attack which pretty much says you need Parejo and somebody else in the middle there your kapo or Ebora or whatever
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now I suppose a couple of thoughts on that are, are one like you said I don't know that we have a particular pair of two that we have figured out what what works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you were describing what you were, I was thinking again, to the extent we had success, you know, that sounded like Baca's role was somebody that sort of Gerard could try and play into um, who also had a bit of a combinative element himself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I remember a number of times. Sort of looking at Europa League highlights and things, you'd see somebody play the ball into Baca, and then he released somebody else who ended up scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe that is Dia. But again, I see Dia more as not the back to goal guy, but the the run in behind guy.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So, so and and again, can work. But that's almost more of the lone guy up front, which is what the 433 setup sort of entails. Right. Um, So, again, there was a vision, I think, of Gerard and Paco, like you said, being that pairing. Um, I, I honestly don't even feel like over the course of the year and a half that he's been here, we've really seen that going you know, a la one of the, you know, Bacambu, Soldado, or Nilmar Rossi, or sort of one of those pairings we all remember. Right. I don't feel like they ever sort of had the consistent time to actually build that up. Um, and,
0: right, And you're not
2: moving Gerard. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, So, you know, I think one interesting development, and and I give Emory full credit for this, you know, we talked about sort of last year and even with some of the loan moves, seems like some of the guys like Efer Nino or Baena that we were hopeful of developing and maybe sort of pushing into more full-time roles, you know, doesn't seem like they played enough last year and thus went on loan this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But somebody like Araba, Again, you know, he re- strikes me as sort of a Pedraza type that we all knew sort of the talent was in his feet, but it seemed like between the ears there was a problem. I think everybody remembers him for sort of walking by Santi Cazorla after that Betis game where he missed the penalty, and everybody sort of saw that as a he doesn't really seem to care about things. Um Again, to to me, a lot of that is just maturity and age, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. more more than it might have been anything else. But you know, he he is an interesting, um, he is an interesting sort of asset that maybe somebody like him is your kind of false second striker.
0: Yeah, um, you
2: know. and and can allow maybe Gerard to actually stay out on the wing, mm. and, and maybe you just have one target man. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what exactly sort of that two looks like. And you were suggesting, you know, maybe Dunjuma would do something similar. Yeah, so that, think, if I'm not mistaken, that's kind of where he played at Bournemouth. At Bournemouth, right? right, right. Yeah, I think it's interesting that it seems
1: it it seemed as though Emery, um, it, to the extent that. You know, you never know what discussions go on. But to the extent that Emery's talked with the with the front office about what he wants, it seems as though his focus has been partly as as we as we all okay, so you want depth for three competitions, fine. You know, we all, that's that's one thing. But the other is I feel like he's sort of trying to assemble a a more complete toolkit this year because he clearly wants attacking options that he didn't seem to have last year I mean we, we we tend to we tended to put our best 11 out there and we didn't have a lot of real options to change in the course of the game so much and I feel like he kind of wants to do that this year um, I'm not sure where it leaves players like Moy though because I feel like he's somebody who doesn't really fit into the style of play that that Emory is is going after. Um, I think Moy is somebody who tends to tends to slow the play down and cu- try to cut inside, and 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 that's all very good. But I'm not sure that he's. I, I don't see. I see him as as losing a lot of playing time this year. And um, and I don't know. I'm not sure about Trigueros either because I feel like if, if, um, if Parejo comes back and is able to play at full strength and play every day, as you said, that's very important for him. I'm, I'm not sure what, what Trig does. I, he's, you know, he's an excellent, he's an excellent player. Um, I'm just not sure how Emery views him in the in the longer term.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think in a 433 three, there's a fit. In a 442, yeah, exactly. that is the four, problem. Four,
1: two, not so much. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That is the <laughs> and problem. that goes and that goes um, back to to years ago when we were when we first talked about um uh, we we had this debate on the site in 2013-14, you know, where okay, now he, now he's part of the first team in the Primera, where do we, where do we play him? You know, and we, does he play in the double pivot? Does he play on the, on the right side of a four, four, two? I mean, Marcelino um, had a hard time figuring that out. And I think Emery might too.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and again, Particularly in a four-four-two, where somebody like Gerard is not one of the two up front, mm-hmm. you're just sort of running out of places on the field to put people.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think I think so. that's
2: and I think that's.
1: I mean, certainly we have the ability to switch back and forth between formations um, a lot more now. We have players Danjuma and Bulai. I, I guess I would say or two that and Gerard in a sense as well who you know you have some variety in where where you play them do you play them on on the um in a, in a second striker role do you play them on a wing do you you know if it's a 4-3-3 or a 4-4-2 there's but I yeah it's it's really hard to know I I feel like um and then there are the questions about Samu um you know who's still recovering from his surgery and stuff but He's he's um, you kind of think a four four two with him on one wing and uh, and Dia on the other might work. Uh, then you're probably playing Gerard and Danjuma up front and relying on Paco to come off the bench. I don't know.
2: Yeah, of- and and also something like that is a very sort of. <laughs> Difficult to get wingers to track back, kind of formation when those are yeah, guys thanks. who are playing there. So it's yeah. pretty, pretty imbalanced. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and we as you and, know yeah. that was that was the reason he sat Take and sat Samu for a while. So yeah, yeah. yeah I know. So, so yeah, I, I yeah. I, I don't know that there's, there's an answer. I was going to say, though, I think the one thing is Trigueros, the, the sort of what he has going for him, is Parejo has not nearly been as effective without him.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: Meaning when Parejo has been playing in sort of central midfield, but only with a Capu or a Bora that's when we've seen a lot of him sort of losing the ball in bad positions and otherwise because he doesn't have someone else to play sort of short passes to or be able to sort of hold on the ball.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I, I feel like to get Parejo at his best does force um, Trigueros into the formation. And that makes that makes a lot of the decisions. That's why I, I wonder if what you're saying, yes, maybe the four four two is what Emory would like to play, but I think if his best creative player plays better in a different formation, it'd be hard for him to sort of force that.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. Well, it's it's been really difficult. I mean, with the with the uh, preseason being as difficult as it was with, with COVID and, and everything Mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're well behind where I think we had hoped we would be at this point in terms of figuring out some of these things.
2: Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and and I think the pivot, right. With both of them, Ibora coming back after a long injury
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: then Kapu being out, not having stability there has again been part of the, like, everything else in the formation has been a bit in flux. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. But what, what I was going to say again, uh, making the point of maybe we have sort of three players who seem like pretty fundamental, should be a lot of ability otherwise to rotate. Yes, <laughs> um, yes. And that's what we've said, that maybe this is the deepest squad we've had. You know, you do have options on the wings. You have options, you know, at wing back. You have two options at the pivot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to rely on that. And right. we are, you know, I would expect the lineup against Atletico and the lineup against Alaves to look pretty different. Yeah, um, And yeah. we've got to be able to beat Alaves even when that, with that somewhat second-string lineup. Um, right, so, right, to be
1: seen. Right, yeah. What do you think about the Atleti match tomorrow? That's going to be. I mean, we've been playing them pretty well the last few years, but they they look to be a pretty formidable opponent this time.
2: Well, I'm recalling last year's match where I think on XG we completely dominated and yet we lost two nil
0: mm-hmm.
2: um mm-hmm. you could maybe see something like that <laughs> being, being an outcome because um, as you said i think we've played very well against them i think you know we've been one of their toughest opponents in the league for sure mm-hmm. um I mean, so it remains to be seen i mean again if we get a goal you feel like we might get a couple more but that hasn't happened yet right. Um, right. And, and one thing to, to go back to is you know we it's not just two matches goalless super cup one goal i mean if you go back in the europa league the 120 minutes of the final 90 minutes at emirates and you know 60 70 whatever it was uh, in the remainder of the first leg against Arsenal, we scored one goal.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So mm-hmm. call it like 270 minutes. The last 270 minutes of the Europa League, we scored once. So you know we are we are definitely, uh, I think, from late last season, seeing some some struggles in terms of goal scoring because obviously Gerard was just you know. scoring every time he took a shot it seemed like for a while yeah yeah. um we've gotta sort of get away from that level of dependence as we've talked about in various constructs and maybe the formation whatever the formation move is has to be thought of sort of with that in mind Mm -hmm. um You know, how, yeah. how do we make it that sort of more players are getting involved in the attack? And and I feel like that was going to run through what we're sort of hanging our hat on is Samu and Dunjuma. Yeah, yeah. And just being able to generate chances from the wings of players, not just sending crosses in, but, you know, cutting in and, right. and being associative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so again like you said I feel like we're probably a month from actually seeing that in any um, you know meaningful combination which might be after the first two Champions League matches yeah, yeah. Uh, so hopefully you know those aren't two losses and um, you know we're sort of still in things because I do I do think over the course of the year our play is going to improve uh, as as it did last season.
1: Right, so okay, that well, sounds sounds great to me I any last thoughts any any thoughts about our goalkeeping
2: situation? It's an interesting one yeah, um, yeah you may have also heard that there was at least some claim that we were looking into NATO, yep, and that there was some possibility that there might have been even a even a swap mm, um, mm. don't know how how realistic that is, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, we we've always known that Asenho was not was not the strongest with his feet. Um,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Then, I felt like, and, then,
1: and, I, and I and I think the Zach had something on the site last year. I know one of the statistical things, looking at it, that you could definitely see a um, a regression from his high point, Asenho, um, and I think that combined with the fact that. Um, Emery really wants to play out of the back much more and and build that way, um, because I think he really wants teams to high press us so that we can so that we can uh, dominate them. And I think it was interesting in the Europa League. This is this is what happened. I remember Zach saying he wasn't worried about us playing Salzburg because we'll we'll do well against high pressing teams, and we did. And that's. Partly because, or a lot of it, was the fact that we had Ruli in goal, who was much more comfortable with his feet. Um, mm-hmm. He's, I don't think he's nearly as good a shot stopper. He certainly struggles in the air, where which I think Asenho is, is better there. But I think in terms of distribution, it, it seems as though Emory has decided that that's almost his critical his most important thing for the goalkeeper is being able to distribute the ball out the back and, and Rulli is certainly better at that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that I I would uh, quibble a bit on the Asenho better in the air though. You know, again, I think we all have to remember the fact Asenho is still playing uh, professional football at this level is, is more than more than impressive. Yeah, Um,
1: that's true. I mean, I wouldn't blame him for being a little, little gun shy when the when the cross comes.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely had had some blunders. We've talked about there, so I don't I don't think either of them is. But then again, none of them, neither of them, is uh, you know, Courtois or O'Block size. So I think the 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 sort of Guys going to get balls in the air has become the the domain of the six four six five keeper. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
2: I was gonna say also, though i I do feel like Roley is a better um, penalty um, stopper than Asenho, for whatever reason and and I would have thought he would have been a lot better um, has never to me. Been the type I've had confidence in to make a penalty save. Um, yeah. So yeah. you know, again, not not coming up every day, but certainly we we have seen evidence of when that has been important. Um, right. Well, maybe so, it's maybe it's so. not
1: too late to sign Cesar as our third keeper. He's only fifty years old now, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, Willy, Kama, or Willy Caballero, whoever it was. But 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 uh, interesting. The you know obviously the talk after the um, Super Cup final was on Capa. That you yeah. know if, if I had had a sub and had been thinking about it, you know, um, it, it would have been nice to have felt like we had a we had a we had an option there. Yeah, in terms yeah. of in terms of somebody else to do that with. All right. and, yeah, I'm not not sure about Neto's career numbers or otherwise, but you know, I think it's also one of those things, though, that you know, forcing out Asenjo in the final year of his contract. I don't I don't know how well that would be taken in the dressing room or otherwise. And right. to me, it's probably somewhat of a marginal improvement, unless you're getting sort of. Your real number one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you're getting a real number one, then did it make sense to pay Rooley money? If you're just going to have him sit on the bench for his whole contract. Right.
0: Exactly.
2: Now again, but, but you know, Emery, if he doesn't believe in the guy, that's a different thing. I just don't know that we have the money to go spend sort of a clear number one keeper, uh, kind of,
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Kind mm-hmm. of talent on given yeah. given where we put money this offseason.
1: Yeah, I don't think I don't think so. I mean, yeah. Okay, well, it sounds good. You want to give it? You are you going to say two nil to Atleti for our prediction?
2: I am going to say another nil nil. How about that? Just to. Just to keep it consistent, oh, okay. uh, my my brother in law, who has become a converted fan, was saying, "Didn't you say they they would score sometime this season? <laughs> At some point. So At some point. But, I told but, him but she not the Super Cup count, so yeah, so that's what I'm hanging my hat off for. At now. some point, but
1: not tomorrow. Okay. Well, I think I'll go for one one. Um, I don't I don't have any particular uh, reason to say that, other than yeah. I think we. Tend to play Atleti pretty well, and I think we'll I think we'll be we'll be up for it. But you know, that's that's I guess that would be more my hope. I could see I could see an Atleti win a little more realistically than a Virial win, I think. But you know, you never know. I mean, we've we've uh, had good success against them, but I'll go I'll go one one.
2: Yeah, and that is just a convenient point to remind everyone how one win would have been worth 270 minutes of not conceding a goal yeah
0: Yeah.
2: yes i'll I'll go with that again (laughs) we need to to get off the draw train which is the whole reason we finished seventh last year exactly Um, exactly so so maybe maybe also the formation style thing should be a little bit more willingness perhaps to sort of Get a result one way or the other, um, then sit in second gear, you know, against Espanol
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, or or against Granada. Um, and again, against Espanol, we probably were lucky not to lose. Um, yeah, more, I think the Granada than,
1: match we were we were um, we certainly could have could have won that one. The Espanol was I didn't see it, but I heard it was mm-hmm. from all reports it was fairly dreadful. So. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, well, we'll leave it there and uh, people I'll get this up later today and people can see how we did tomorrow on our on our prediction. So for Sid, this is Alan saying and the va very out.